in 1 Samuel 17. We read during worship time the exciting part of this story. In uh, the culture we live in, the most recognized story out of Scripture is not the Christmas story and not the Easter story. Uh, The most recognized story in Scripture is the story of David and Goliath. If you ask people what they know from the Bible, this is the story that most people recognize. And you would think it would be different. And maybe it's changed since the last time I read, but anyway, there was a study, and it was the most recognized story there is. And everybody loves the story. And everybody loves it in Bible school. The little kids love it when they sing the little story, and they sing the little song, and the sling goes round and round and round and round and round, hit the giant in the head, and everybody goes falling down. Everybody loves that. They sang that when I was a little kid. And I loved it. And the kids today, when Lindsay and them kids lead them, they just all go nuts. And that's the part that we like. When the giant is defeated, when the little boy comes and faces the giant and the giant is defeated. And this morning I uh, wanted to talk about that. But I want to talk more about how did it get to that point. And we love the story of David defeating Goliath. But I wanted to talk to you this morning about how we even got there. So let's all stand this morning. This is something that the Lord showed me early this morning. I had my sermon all done and and was going in a a direction, and I'll go that direction too. But uh, this morning the Lord showed me this, and I want to just share it with you. For 40 days the Philistines came forward every morning and evening, and took his stand. The Philistine came forward every morning and evening. They were talking about Goliath. And this is how the story begins. Now Jesse said to his son David, take this ephah of roasted grain and these ten loaves of bread for your brothers and hurry to their camp. Take along these ten cheeses to the commander of their unit. See how your brothers are and bring back some assurance from them. There was Saul and all the men of Israel in the valley of Elah fighting against the Philistines. Early in the morning, David left the flock with a shepherd, loaded up, and set out as Jesse had directed. He reached the camp as the army was going out in battle positions, shouting the war cry. Let's pray. Lord, have your way this morning. And Father, I pray that today we would understand that the battles are won in small pieces of obedience. And Father, I pray right now that you would have your way. Help us to see what it is to be a follower of Jesus today. And we ask these things in Jesus' name. Amen. This whole thing comes down to one God moment. And one day plus God changes everything. One moment plus God changes everything. One person saying yes to God and God moving through that person can change everything. I had the privilege this week of being at this valley and standing above this place and seeing what happened. And our Jewish guide was able to explain this battle to me in a way that I had never understood before. There was a hillside over here, and he said the whole army of the Philistines was there. And then he showed us the other side of the valley, and there was a flat valley in between. And he said all of Israel was on the other side. And he told us, he said, this was not just a battle because throughout history there are some battles here and there and everywhere. He said, at this single point in time, he said, the Philistines had come 
And he said it wasn't a battle to just do away with the army of Israel. He said it was a battle to once and for all eliminate Israel from history. He said that was the goal. He said they had all come and he said they were there to get rid of Israel. Not to just get them down and try to get them to be subject to them. He said they were there to get rid of them. And this is a once and all battle to, to, to destroy. And there's a huge army on one side. And, and if you can imagine the, the big giant coming out and, and imagine the cheers that would happen. Think about when uh, they introduce uh, basketball players or when they introduce football players, the whole crowd roars and erupts. And every day Goliath would go out and he was their guy, he was their man, and they're beating on their shields and they're making all kinds of noise. And the Israel camp is quiet. And they hear that. And if you were there and throughout that valley, that had to be echoing back and forth. It would be just like you were sitting in a stadium. And this loud, yeah, and we're going to kill you, and you're done. And it said that the hearts of Israel literally melted. They were done. They were scared. And every day for 40 days, this was, this was the thing. And, they were ter- and the word says that they were terrified, that they were dismayed, and they were greatly afraid. It doesn't speak of any person. There is not one person in the army that says, hey, guys, come on. We can do this. God is with us. There is not one out of the whole army. There is no one there. They have all overcome from, been overcome for fear. No one among them is speaking any life into the situation. Think of this. Not one. Usually in a group, when things start to fall apart, there's always one guy that'd be like, all right, you know, we're going to make it. We're going to be all right. Even if the whole group is falling apart, there'll usually be one guy or one woman that says, we're going to make it. We're going to make it. And now the whole army, there is not one person who says, we can do this. And uh, I think that there are folks maybe here today, or maybe there are folks that are going to be here this afternoon that are going to be coming to our building whose life is like that. There are kids and teens and moms and dads, and Satan is saying, you're no good. I am going to defeat you. The problems in your life are too big. God cannot overcome them. You have a situation that is too much for you to handle, and I, and I am going to destroy you. And they hear that every day. And it may be from kids at school saying you're not the right size or you're ugly or you're dumb or whatever or you go to work and someone says something to you and you hear it all the time or you have something going on in your family that is so big that you think I don't know if I can ever overcome this or not and you hear it and you hear it and you hear it and after a while you start to believe it you've been too bad you've done too many things you've gone too far There's no going back. The situation is too great for God to overcome. And that's what he was saying. Uh, Goliath's out there saying, your God cannot save you. I am bigger than your your God. And And Satan does that to us and does it to our family. And every day, Satan screams at us that he is going to destroy us. And sometimes we get overcome with fear. And you have big problems in your life, in your home, in your business, or in school, or family, or in your marriage. 
And it's there to remind you how you have failed and it reminds you day after day after day. And after a while, we get dismayed and we get terrified and we are at this place of defeat and that's where Israel is. And not one of them has faith except for David. And David walks in and he speaks of the power of God to change the situation. He speaks of the power of God to overcome trouble. trouble, trouble. And he speaks of the power of God to defeat. And uh, uh, it's interesting how one person's voice who really believes in God can change things. One person speaks of the power of God. One person has faith in God and it changes things. One person speaks hope when no one else will. One person is telling, this is what God can do. And it's interesting that David doesn't talk about how great he is. David never talks about how great he is. He talks about how great God is. And he says, this is what God has done before. This is what God has done in my life. This is what God has delivered me from. from, And I can believe that God can do it again. And his whole life is lived in this reliance on God doing the work. And David doesn't, and it's interesting that uh, if you watch David's life, David never takes anything. He only takes it when God gives it to him. And Cindy and I was uh, talking, and I, and I, I got some more stuff I'm going to preach about, but this, watching David, it's, it's, it's interesting to see how he, he just relies on God. We live on, in a world where people have huge obstacles in their life, big problems that feel like Goliath. And this morning, because I'm kind of messed up on my time, yesterday morning I woke up at 3 o'clock and I was wide awake, and so I drove into town and started working. And, and this morning I got one more, my body's slowly getting back. And so this morning I woke up at 4 o'clock. And I woke up straight in bed, and the Lord spoke to me immediately, and I was like, how come I have never seen this before in my whole life? And I realized something that I'd never seen before. David did not set out from his father's pasture to solve the problems of Israel. That was not even on his mind. You understand that? He didn't even think about it. And it's a little bit of a trek. Uh, we, we got to see where Bethlehem was and then we went for a drive and it was a long, it was quite a long drive in a bus to get down to where this battle was. So it wasn't just, a, I'm just going to run down to the, to the local battlefield and I'll come back and I'll be back in a little while. It would have been quite a journey. And I want you to notice David is the one that we celebrate in here and we celebrate what God does through David. But I want you to know what David does and, and the whole story in my opinion, I wanted to say in my humble opinion, because we have heard that every day this week. Our, we had this Jewish guide. He was a Jewish guide, and he would always go, in my humble opinion, this is what I think. Well, I'm going to tell you, in my humble opinion, I think the battle of David and Goliath is won in the verses that I just read. And this is what David does. He does two things that changes the course of Israel. The first thing he does is he honors his father. He honors his father and he serves his brothers. And we think, no, 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 that's not what won the battle. It's 
all that time practicing out in the desert with his slingshot. And they said that those guys can hit like out to 70 yards with these things. And, and he's been practicing. And that's what it is. The Lord helped him and he got this ability. That's not what won the battle. The battle is won when David, number one, honors his father. And number two, serves his brother. And as I was looking at this, he had no idea that when he left his father that he was going to slay the giant and that he would become a, the most famous king in Israel. That was not in his mind. He didn't say, hey, Dad, I'm going to run down to the battle, and I'm going to kill that guy. I'm going to change the world. And uh, I'll leave these sheep with you, and don't be surprised if I don't become king someday. And that's how I'm going to change. David was just like, his father said, go do this. And he said, yes, Dad. And he said, I'm going to serve my brothers. It is in obeying and doing what God says, and when we serve others, that God brings about change. In those two things. And I think lots of times we want to be part of the great things. We want to see the big things happen. And we want to make things happen. And we set up scenarios that we can, we can bring about change and we have uh, things, things much like what we're doing today where we, we think if we could just get a bunch of people together and we could get them to get a free turkey, if we could get them here, then we'll have the Holy Spirit come and God will change our life and everything will be better. And I want to be part of that and I can hardly wait to be part of that and that's going to be a great thing. Now I want you to know, we do this because we feel like the Lord wants us to do this. But I'm telling you what we need to do today is do what God tells us to do and serve. And God shows us in this scripture here that when we do those two things, when we obey God and we serve, God will do the rest. God brings about the change. It wasn't David, it wasn't David sitting at home saying, I'm one of these days. I'm going to be able to use this slingshot. I'm going to practice, 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 and I'm going to get really, really good, and one day God's going to use me, and I'm going to become the king, and I'm going to kill a giant. David does two things. He honors his dad, and he serves his brothers. And when we do what God asks us to do, when we do the simple things, is when God puts us in places where the great things happen. But we have to do the simple things. And we don't want to do the simple things. Big things happen when we do what God tells us to do. And most people want to be part of life-changing things. We want to do the things where, where people are, are great things and we can talk about it and put it all over social media and we can show pictures about how great everything was. But God says, obey me and serve others. I don't think David would have been saying, I'm going to go be a world changer today. That was not in his heart. He was, I'm going to obey God, and I'm going to serve others. Teens, I'm, I, want to, I want to talk to you this morning. And this is going to sound, because I tell you, I tell I've, some of you, I have told you this since you were little kids. I'm not pointing at you, but I am. David obeyed his parents, and it changed everything. 
And I think sometimes in the culture we live in, we think our parents are the dumbest human beings that walk the face of the earth. But I want to tell you, and, and I'm just telling you, this story says that when David obeyed his parent, that God was able to use him and work through him in ways that he never thought of. And I want to just, I'm just throwing that out there this morning. If we think that I can be a great world changer and not obey my parents, I'm just going to tell you, you're wrong. Because that's not the heart of God. And David had the heart of God. And, fo and folks, if you have little kids, if you have little kids, the first thing you need to teach them is to love God and to obey you. Because when we obey God and we, and we obey our parents, that's how we learn to obey God. And I know I have said this for the 20 years that I have been here, but it has never made more sense to me than this moment in my life that the thing that started David on his trek to being the greatest king, and if you ask any Jew in Israel, they will say David was the greatest king we ever had. The thing that started him, the first step that he took to be the greatest king that Israel ever had was he obeyed his parent and he served his brothers. It's doing what God says. It's not setting out and thinking, how can I, how can I change? It's just, it's the simple things that get us in the place where we can be part of life change. So anyway, uh, so, so David, because he honors his dad and because he's serving his brothers, he ends up in this place where nobody's talking about God, nobody's talking about what God can do, and he shows up, and they are just all in fear. And, of course, David hasn't been there. He hasn't been hearing it. He goes, what in the world is going on? Why are we, do we have to listen to this giant talking bad about the, the, the armies of God? And he starts speaking up, and his brothers are like, will you shut up? And he goes, no, I ain't going to do it. Did you hear what they're saying? And he gets into this place and J David starts to speak faith. And we need to do that. We need to start speaking faith. And, and David doesn't just talk about it. David does something about it. Lots of times we think that, well, if I just talk about my faith, that that's enough. David didn't just talk faith. He said, listen here, if you guys aren't going to do anything, I'll do it. I'll do it. He doesn't just talk faith. He lives faith. He said, I'll take care of it. God's going to help me. I'll go get it done. And he does it. And he goes out against this giant man. And this faith moves God to action. One man's faith in God changes everything. And that, mo that moving, that morning when he woke up, when that morning the Israelites' army woke up in fear and they had been tormented and they went to bed that night and they were triumphant. One day, one person obeying his dad and serving his brothers, God moved through them and the whole army wakes up tormented that morning and they go to bed triumphant that night because of one man's obedience to his dad and servant to his brother. That morning they're afraid. 
But that night, they're victors. That morning, David was a shepherd boy of the tribe of Judah. That night, he was in the family of the lineage of the king. I had never thought of this before. Saul was from the tribe of Benjamin. Once you have a king, it's passed down through family. David, because he defeats Goliath, marries Saul's daughter. And everybody's thinking, how, how, is, how is the Messiah ever going to come through the kingship if, it's, if the kingship starts out of Benjamin? David marries into the family and becomes heir to the throne after everybody else dies. David is slipped in there, and then Jesus comes out through the tribe of Judah. After all the bro- after Saul dies and all of his sons die, and I, and I told Cindy yesterday as I, I I got interested in this as I started thinking about that, and I said I said I was thinking how what happened to all of those who were ahead of him because he's way down the line. And everybody on David's side was like, go kill him. Go get rid of every one of them, then you'll be king. Kill Saul, kill his sons, get rid of them, every one of them, and you'll be king. And David would not touch them. He would not touch them. He said, I will not kill my way to the throne. And one by one, because of disobedience and things like that, it comes down, and after everyone in front of him is dead, David is in line for the throne. I had never seen that before. I learned something new this week. But David would not touch them. David said, I will not touch the anointed one. So, one person living out faith, and, and the morning it starts out bad, but by night... Goliath, Goliath is dead. Started out bad in the morning, but by night, Israel has overcome the Philistine army. The day started out bad, but by night, they are living in victory. The day started out, David is a shepherd boy. By night time, he is part of the royal family and is heir to the throne of, of, of Israel. And he's in line for the crown. This morning, you may be in a dark place. This afternoon, there may be people that come here that have defeat in their life. And they have no will left to fight against the trouble that they're in. And this morning, you may not have any will left to fight in you. No hope of getting out of your situation. This morning, I'm the guy. I'm just your pastor, and this is my job. But this morning, I want to speak truth into your life. I want you to know that you can beat it. Whatever it is, through the power of God, whatever you're facing in your life, God can overcome it. Whatever it is, whatever trouble it is in your marriage, in your home, in your school, in your life, in your family, whatever you're dealing with your kids, whatever you're dealing with, with addiction, whatever you're dealing with, I want you to know this morning that God can overcome it. It's not any power that I have. It's not any power that anybody in here has. But through the power of the Holy Spirit, through the power of God, 
it can be overcome. There are people here this morning who have been enslaved by addiction, enslaved by addiction, and thought they would never get out, and God stepped in and changed everything. There are people here this morning who their marriage was done, done, and they were done, and they were, we're not going to do it anymore. And God comes in and changes everything. There are relationships this morning that have been broken that God has healed. And I just want you to know this morning that the God that empowered a little kid who did nothing but obey his mom and dad and serve his brothers and empowered him to become the king of Israel in a moment. He's still alive. He's still on the throne. And he seeks to do that in your life this morning. And that can happen today. I want to encourage you this morning to be the person who speaks faith into someone's life. This afternoon, there are going to be people that walk through here who are defeated. There are going to be people who walk through here that are addicted. There are going to be people who walk through here who are broken down. People who walk through here... that are hopeless. And I want you to get the vision that this afternoon they could walk in here that way, but they could walk out victorious. They could walk out in recovery. They could walk out lifted up. They could walk out with hope restored. That's what God can do in a moment. I want us to stand this morning. You know, we don't have to wait till this afternoon. Colin, I would like I would like for the I would like for the praise team to come. And I want you to sing that one song before you the next to the last song you sung. What is that song? Here again, yeah. I want you to sing that song. Maybe someone here this morning. You're living in defeat. Maybe someone here this morning is in addiction. John Halstead, can God get you out of addiction? Absolutely. Maybe someone here this morning is your life is broken down. Maybe someone here this morning is hopeless. You can leave here. You don't have to worry, wait till this afternoon. You can leave here this, right now victorious. You can leave here right now in recovery. You can leave here right now lifted up. And you can leave here right now restored. I'm going to have these guys sing this song. If you hear the Lord speaking to you, everything changes when we obey. Everything changed when little boy David said, I'm going to obey. Everything can change in your life. If God's speaking to you right now, don't just push him away. Just say yes. Just say yes. And everything can change. We're going to sing this song. Open up the altars. If you need to pray, come. I can't go back to the beginning I can't control what tomorrow will bring But I know here in the middle
As I walk. 